What's up, everybody? Anthony here. Welcome back to Badumbiz. It's just me today. No Paul today. Probably the next episode you'll hear Paul. So there's going to be episodes where you hear both me and just me and Paul talking. Uh, maybe just me talking. Maybe just me and a guest. Uh, maybe just Paul and a guest. I don't know if Paul wants to do a, a solo episode. I'll ask him. We'll see. Uh, and then, but definitely, definitely, what's going to be great is uh, Paul and I with a guest or guests. Uh, so very, very much looking forward to it. Uh, as you could tell after listening to the first episode with him, the last episode, um, we could talk. We could fucking talk. And even when we're like wrapping it up, oh yeah, okay, we should probably stop talking now. We just talk for like another 30 minutes. Uh, and that's usually how things go, even when we hang out. So especially when we're with Cat and Rich, you guys remember Cat and Rich. Uh, eventually we'll have them back on. For sure. Today I wanted to do a uh, I wanted to do a solo episode because, as far as my uh, home recording drumming stuff, uh, yeah, just been. I think the last thing I mentioned was doing like drum covers again. But in the process of doing these drum covers, um, specifically, like I said, uh, the electronic e side of things, maybe hip hop side of things, it just like opened up, you know other ideas and uh so i just want to share some of them i don't know if you don't like it turn it off it's going to be very drum centric stuff um so here's what i try to do i'm just going to introduce the sounds around my kit uh i'll first start by talking about whoever whoever's not a drummer if you were to uh if you were to obviously this is a like Even stuff like that in movies, like those are drums. Sure, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about drums as far as um, I guess I don't want to say pop music, but music that we listen to to groove to. How about that? Okay, so this 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 is. For sure, this is rock music all the way to like, you know, like uh, dubstep, you know, or some crazy future bass or even trap. Um, what you'll hear, the main sounds that you'll hear, drum-wise, you'll hear two sounds. You'll hear a low sound and a higher sound, all right? So maybe like, like seriously, this, I mean, it's this it's this simple. Stomping on the ground, clapping your hand. Stomp, clap, stomp, clap. I mean, when you hear uh, We Will Rock You, stomp, stomp, clap, stomp, stomp, clap. That's the whole song, right? Three notes over and over again, right? The whole time. And everybody loves it, and they play it at every sports game. So the thing that, the thing that, you know, all the extra stuff is kind of like glue. Think of it like glue. So for instance, if this is the beat, then you'll hear, you'll definitely without a doubt hear on the hi-hat. All right. So. What and glue meaning like glue is kind of like um, 
you know, music is so abstract. I just use glue as for now as like a thing of keeping things together, right? But you can also think of of the um, the the symbols or the hi hat, whatever. Um, think of it as, you know, thread, right? It's a thread that that connects note to note, and it's not in your face. Like that's in your face. That note, without a doubt, it's a loud, aggressive note, right? That was the bass drum. Had to fix my tom mic. Um, this is an aggressive sound. It's in your face, right? These are sounds that if you're standing right next to them, um, you'll, you know, if whoever's not used to hearing loud sounds like that all the time, if you're working in an office, if you were to sit next, stand next to a drum set or not know you were standing next to a drum set and all of a sudden that would happen, right? A big one of those, you'll blink your eye. Your, your eyes will be like, oh my God. Same with the snare, of course, right? So these, that, even, they're just not aggressive sounds. They're light. But this, if I were to take the same and play it here, this sounds like, that sounds like, oh, cool. Somebody's like kind of working. Yeah, yeah, somebody's focused, right? This I mean, that sounds like somebody's about to run a marathon, right? Like one you can listen to while you're working. One is kind of like you need to be running and moving, right? Uh, all right, I think you all get the point now. So uh, I break down these sounds in, into the categories for the most part of like uh, boom and bop, you know, stomp and clap, right? So now here, I have one bass drum. <laughs> oh, shit. Poor me. I have one bass drum. The reason why... Oh, here, let me start with this, actually. I On this kit, I have a snare here in front of me. Another sounding snare here. And then even when I take the, something off of it and I have... I have that. I have a different sound, right? I have this little tiny thing. And then I have this... It's a floor tom slash snare. When I put the snares on, it's this fat thing. Okay. I have four snares, arguably five different snare sounds, maybe more. And then they all even have like their cross stick, what's it called, you know? But I have one bass drum. The reason is because the thing is huge. It's the biggest thing on the kit, right? And it has to be. When you think bass frequencies, you have to think space. You have to think air. You have to think filling of space. The reason is low frequencies apparently travel slower or something like that. So you need more space uh, to get those frequencies to actually like come out, I guess, if that makes sense, to be audible. Something along those lines. I mean, I got a tinier bass, tinier bass drum across the room over there. But it's still significantly larger than all the other drums in front of me, right? My point of saying that is I would love to have two bass drum sounds for sure. But it seems as though the only way I can do that is to, you know, maybe have like an electronic bass drum thing pedal next to this pedal here. And I just, you know, trigger a sound or something like that. But I want the real thing. You know what I mean? You know how I roll. I want the, I want the real thing. So... Where I make up for all this stuff is kind of like, 
I guess it's kind of like all the other stuff makes up for. So it, it, it's if I'm playing different styles, I'll sure I'll play the ba the bass drum. I mean, uh, maybe the patterns will be different. Sure, maybe hey, maybe if I have time, I'll tune the bass drum differently. Sure. For the most part, though, it's the it's like the intent behind each note, if that makes sense. The attitude behind each note. And then, of course, all the other sounds on top of it, right? Um, so, like, if I'm playing... If I'm playing, uh, like, a hip-hop, like, a lo-fi like like lo thing, I don't have to have, like, a... I don't have to be that loud. You know, I could be, like... You know, I could be kind of delicate. I could be even more delicate if I'm playing like R&B. Right? If I'm playing like a techno house type thing, it has to, I mean, it kind of has to be. Right? It has, it has to be that. And then if I'm playing like something really like, a, you know, maybe an up-tempo rock thing. It has to be punchy, okay? But all the other sounds help morph the the idea of what you're presenting. And this is like something I've been working on for years, and it's hard to explain. So you know, I might be like sounding like I'm living in a different on a different planet, you know, and that's fine. Maybe I do, but it's kind of like you're giving an illusion, right? I'll give you an example. I think I, I I think I already went on a tangent and off topic here, but whatever. These are the ramblings of Antony. Um, if I was to play, because like, I've been listening to a lot of Disclosure, so if I was if I was to play some of the ideas in their songs, of course there's it's house music, right? And of, of course there's this sound. Of course, and then there's, of course, there's a clap, right? But I heard this in one of the songs, something like, right? Now, whether it was a hi-hat or a, some sort of shaker, it doesn't really matter. It's a high-pitched sound, and it's there. And now that's, th that's threading the groove. So you can make the argument, well, okay, well, this is the groove. Instead of... It, this is the group. Sure. But my ear picks up everything. I, I always go like, is it just that? And when I listened closer, no, this. That hi-hat is still there. So then I'm thinking, how the fuck would I do that? Now, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm trying to what's called sticking. I'm trying to stick this between right and left hand different patterns to get this thing out. I want to have this, but I also want happening at the same time. Now here's the thing. All of these notes, one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a, that's one measure. That's 16 notes. It is impossible unless I have wickedly fast I mean, I could almost do it. 
but I'll probably be able, only be able to do it for four measures. That was with one hand, right? And then the other hand would be doing the other shit. So we're gonna we're just going to assume it's not impossible, but it's just not it's not productive. It's not worth playing every note, right? So what you do is you pick the notes. I like to think of them like there are notes that, not that they take priority, but there are notes that just are closer to the listener's ear than other notes, right? And here's what I mean. So let's say, right, that's one eenda, two eenda. Well, there's a bass drum on one, two, right? Now, if I do that for a long time, same with three and four, Enda, four enda. So if I play we can argue, right? Depending on how the song is mixed, obviously house music, the bass drum has to take priority, right? Because that's what make, makes people feel and dance, right? So we can argue. We can argue that because that's such a high pitched um, supportive sound the hi-hat thing, that maybe you can hear uh, count one, two, three, four out of one yenda, two yenda, sure. But the bass drum is going to drown it out. And it moves so fast, right? Especially when you add the... Right? So... Um, so here's a question. Here's or here's here's the idea that I can leave that note out. Every note that the bass drum plays on, I can leave it out because it's going to be significantly louder than the hi hat note. So then, now my pattern becomes instead of one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a. All right, here we go. I'm going to count e and a e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three. So then I'm going. That's one hand, and then the bass drum. I just saved myself from having to do more work, right? Okay, so then now if I, just if we leave out this sound over here, I remember I wanted one and two and three and, so now we go back to this. My left hand is totally free to just play literally this, one, Okay, so guess what? If I want to, I can go one. That's what my left hand would be doing. Now that's still kind of challenging to go with, but let's try it. And I might sound like shit, and that's kind of good because it's going to kind of prove my point, right? See, already, it's already challenging to like process. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I can't fucking do it. Yeah, it's it's fucking hard. Now, in this process, you're eliminating things that aren't going to be prioritized to the just natural prior prioritization. Of, oh, I almost butchered that word. The natural prioritization of sounds to the to the uh, in the listener's ear. 
It's going to go to the bass drum on one, two, three, four. It's also going to pick up the clap sound on two and four, right? Now, the bass drum and the clap, which one wins in that regard? The natural prioritization of sound says that the clap wins just because it's of a higher frequency. Not a high frequency, higher frequency. It's like a mid-range frequency. It's like a, it's like a speaking voice, uh, male or female, in the speaking voice range, right? Um, and, and anything above that is like, is like here, like in the in the frequencies, right? Like even higher, right? That was cute. Uh, so, my point of saying that is, if we were to break down the the what's important in this beat, it actually is right this is extra but it doesn't mean it can't be there right so my um my hi-hat foot controls this right so i can do this That's my left, my right foot, left foot, and my left hand. My right hand was doing nothing. Now I can continue to do one E enda, two E enda, three E enda. Let's try it. Yeah, I mean, that works, right? Then I was thinking... Uh, there's a hi-hat note, the ands, one E and a, two E and a. It's already being covered by that sound. So then, what if I can coordinate going one E, uh, one E and a, two E and a, three E and a. This is kind of hard, but when you practice it, and I, I it's easier with a metronome, it, con it comes together. And now I filled out the whole picture, and the illusion is that, that that's happening, or some sort of, right? Uh, everything that needs to be there is there and highlighted, and everything that's underneath the, as to thread it in a certain way is present, but not, doesn't have high priority, right? So I'm going to, Try to do this, right? So right there, I try to drop the bass out. That's something that happens. And I didn't, now you have to put back in that note that the bass drum would cover. So I, so now I have to work that out. So then, okay. So in real time.
Anyway, I know it's not perfect, but this is something I've been practicing lately. All right, been very cool. Um, and what I like, okay, and the reason why I'm talking about this stuff is there's another thing that I've discovered through this process. You know, for drummers out there, there are, um, you know, look, we're, we're, we're coordinating our right and left hand with our right and left foot in different ways, you know? So it's Some people think like, oh, you know, this one plays this rhythm while this one plays this. Sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes they have to play the same things and then and then leave each other and then come back, if that makes sense. It's weird. The right and the left hand could be working together on one idea, right? And the bass drum could be supporting that same idea, right? Uh, and then maybe the right hand has to leave that and do something else for like two beats and present another idea and then come back to the original idea. So then you have two ideas happening at the same time, right? And then now that, that kind of makes it feel multi-percussion type thing, right? Something like that, multi, like there's multiple sounds in, in the drums, right? And it's cool if you can work stuff like that out. And this is how drummers think. So there are books that are out there um, that have, without a doubt have been passed you know, to me by other drum teachers and drummers like, oh, you got to check out this book. Oh, it's great for your coordination. I'm not even going to name the books because you all know what the, the names of the books are, without a doubt, okay? And there's so many of them, by the way. They, let's see, the authors of these books put together like a whole bunch of pages of different combinations of different patterns of coordination. And sometimes it's wacky, like, some shit like that. I mean, where... Stuff like that, right? The whole idea of the those books, if I'm to guess, was if you play all of the patterns and you've kind of like worked them out already, you're basically storing those coordination ideas and those connections in your brain. And then when something comes up, uh, in the music that you're playing, I think I think the original idea was for jazz, right? Oh, and then you'll be able to access these ideas without getting tripped up because that's the thing that drummers will hear something and want to play it, but they don't necessarily know how to get it out or they know how to get it out, but they, they know they can't do it. It's too fast, let's say, or uh, too much coordination, right? Here's my problem with that concept. I mean, it does make sense on paper on paper for sure. I don't feel like that works or has worked for me. To be to be honest with you. I feel like I have good coordination and all that coordination came from playing specific music. Without a doubt, there's no bullshit in here. Like it came from playing music. And this is both like classical percussion, new classical percussion, uh, and then of course drum set over the years from every everything from jazz to electronic music, right? And most of the, the coolest coordinations I've done were just 
listening to a beat. It could have been in like an electronic or hip hop beat and then trying to reverse engineer it, quote, reverse engineer it and put it on drum set. So I needed like this very stimulating pattern and idea and piece of, it's a piece of music um, to, to kind of like, when I get this shit, this is going to feel so good rather than overloading myself with a bunch of patterns that I actually may never use or play. And my point is here is I, I need to have a musical application for something if I'm, if I'm really going to like absorb it. It just has to have, it has to make sense musically. You know what I mean? Like there are certain patterns that I've been in bands and all right, guys, we're going to do this hit here. We're going to do this, bah, 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 whatever. I don't know. It could be anything. Or, hey, can you do this beat there or whatever? Somebody comes up with a pre-existing idea. And what, let's say what we had prior to that, getting to that idea in the music was very good. It sounded very good. It felt very good. And then they were forcing this rhythmic statement in there. And it just broke away from the feel of the song. And it was just to do it. I, I feel like it didn't have any musical reason for to be there. And things like that are things that I do not I do not like. I I I I need to have it has to there has to be a musical reason for something to be there. Uh period. All right. And if it's if it's not uh aimed if the intent is not to physically move somebody or emotionally or both move somebody uh then i then it shouldn't be there my opinion that idea of of overloading yourself with all of these patterns getting them all down it's it's uh it's like perfectionism it's like and that's the i don't know i guess that's the problem with perfectionism is that that's to me that's the same as i'm going to I mean, it's not it's not exactly the same, but it's similar to the idea of like, I'm going to buy all the best um, recording equipment and software before I start recording and creating music. What? That's ridiculous. Here's why. When you get that stuff, you have so much to learn. I mean, you have to learn how to use all the gear. All that stuff. You have to learn how to use it. And then make time for music creation, whatever, creating. <coughs> Excuse me. Allergy season. So that that idea to me is, is kind of crazy. Uh, so I, I don't, I kind of don't subscribe to that. Now look, if that shit works for you or the simple fact that, you know what, man? You know what, Anthony? Fuck you, man. I enjoy playing all those patterns guess what i cannot argue with you that's your prerogative go for it man i actually i actually dig that you have fun with that stuff i dig it do it i'm just talking about my opinion here but i'll I'll kindly take the go f yourself uh that's fine so back to this whole idea here so that was one thing i discovered through this process now back to the sounds uh, now I have like I mentioned snare sounds, right?
right? I have that snare sound. That would be for a range of different styles. And I have this kind of like medium fat type thing. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then this one for like a more... Right. And then we got this little mini guy here. Right, that one. And that could be for so many things like... Uh, That was kind of like a drum and bassy type thing. Okay. And then there's this guy. Fatness. Right. I got all the snare sounds. Sometimes I want something that's there to be, have the role of what the snare does. Right but not be as punchy. There's something about house music I really like and electronic techno. I like to use hand claps, man. It's cool. Because this is, this is cool, sure. Right, fine. But this is better. So much better. I also have this thing over here. So this this is like a short type of sound effect. Clap sound, right? Then I have this guy. So that's a little longer, maybe. Right? So if I do the same beat. Kind of cool, right? Gives it another vibe. And then there's when you mix sounds, right? So then let's say. So check it out. Let's say I like I like. That's a cool beat, right? But I want something. I want to accent count four. But I really can't do anything different by hitting this snare, right? But I could do this. Sure, I could also go. Right? It's so effective. Um, okay. And that's, that's, this is what I've been kind of fucking around with. And it keeps me fresh, um, I feel like, you know, I feel like when I, when I'm actually in a creative situation, um, the, you know, the, the drum parts are going to be, I guess it's going to be constructed 
based on the other parts. You know, the melody, the bass line, chord progression. Is it a piano or a guitar or both? You know, like, what's the rhythm? Like, things like that. That's what creates, you know, the the beat that I'm going to play, the rhythm, the pattern. Um, it can't just all come from, like, what I want to do. It has to serve something. Uh, so that's, I don't know, that's where it's like, that. that's where I, I think, like, um, if I think like, I, it's like thinking like a producer. So I go from what's in my mind, what, you know. And if somebody presents an idea that's a melody, rhythm, whatever, on another instrument, some sort of thing and vibe, uh, whatever's in my head, I'm going to want to try it out at least and then see, you know, see if they like it, see if it fits, see if it works. And uh, so then therefore, my coordination, all that stuff, will hopefully be able to do what I want to do. Um, and if it can't, I will remember to like, and I will practice it. You know, I will, I'll write it down if I need. Sometimes I've had to do that. Like I've transcribed a, not a musical notation of what, uh, what, I, what, what I was like inspired to do. And uh, that became the part in, let's say, a song with a band or an artist that I played with. Um, yeah, that's, that's the way to go in my, in my, opinion um because it all goes it all is funneling into creating with others and serving serving a musical purpose uh musical purpose uh if i you know i gotta be honest I, i'm this is where i'm different than other drummers i don't like just sitting down and practicing uh stuff you know for the sake of stuff like getting i could do this now at this tempo now, should I probably do some of that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't enjoy it that much. I like to play for fun and enjoyment. However, when I do go to play for fun and enjoyment, and then I get this, uh, maybe I'm playing with somebody, jamming with somebody, and then I get this idea that I want to play, and I just can't fucking execute it uh, clean, that's the moment where I'm like, okay, I probably should, I probably should be like practicing some exercises so you have to balance it without a doubt you got to balance it and there are some there are some cool books that i will will uh i'll just do a few pages from um so uh but yeah that's that um to shout out drummers who inspired you know how i my this whole process of like having you know the sounds on my drum set and what they're for i gotta i mean i think the first person is Jojo Mayer, guy changed that guy changed everything for me when I started seeing the videos of him playing. You know, he's trying to replicate as a drummer, like the human form of what electronic music does. Electronic drums do for music, and it's a completely different, completely different approach. And it, yeah, it it kind of changed. It totally tra my tra trajectory and music changed because of that. And then also I would say Chris Dave too, seeing Chris Dave playing fucking killing hip hop beats. I mean, like killing hip hop beats with such a groove. I mean, it, it almost was like, you don't need a, a producer. You need Chris Dave on the, on the track kind of thing, you know? And that's what you want as a drummer is you want to be 
the music. You don't want to be a copy of. So both those gentlemen, for sure. I would say Mark Juliana, definitely. I think Brody Simpson. I mentioned these cats before, but they, you know, bro, they, as far as like with like Brody Simpson, Brody Simpson, if you guys go check him out on Instagram, uh, he's very creative with with his sounds, the sounds that he gets, and then the vibes that he creates. And then he, he like, you know, he goes in between of like, oh, I've heard a beat like that. So he like recreates something very unique. And then some, and then like, I think in his process of trying to maybe recreate something he's heard and it may by, by the way it may not be recreating an actual pattern or beat it might be creating like recreating a feel or a pattern or something i'm sorry a feel or a vibe uh, and then he, he'll just create a pattern based that that makes that that creates that vibe i think in his process though he discovers other shit and he'll and a lot of his uh sounds are are it's not just from the the how he's treating the drums and what cymbal stack he has and what he's putting on the drum and whatever how he's tuning and the pattern a lot of his even his production because he records and mixes himself and oh my god sometimes he'll sometimes he'll do some shit where he'll hit like a a bell of of a ride and i'll have like a uh a flanger with a reverb or some some shit like that on and it might be only on like count four of in the fourth measure of the of the beat or something like that anyway these these fellas i mean oh, unreal unreal uh i'm trying to think of let me think of try to think of like a couple more but shout them out just for like sake of uh my inspiration i mean i like nate wood he's yeah he's showed me definitely like oh you you can play that with one hand <laughs> that mother that motherfucker's doing playing bass with one hand drums with the other hand then hitting keyboard notes and it's just like and his feet are just doing oh it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable um nate smith yeah that dude's groove man fuck man um any others i like that guy dan mile he's yeah he does some cool shit yeah so anyway that's my approach uh that's and i've was inspired by those cats and uh that's that and um thank you everybody for listening uh yeah keep tuning in because uh the next couple episodes we'll have paul and possibly uh a guest all right you guys have been great thanks for listening thus far and uh but dumb to you